This episode of the Little Dum Dum Club is sponsored by Punchline. Head to punchline.com.au to find the best comedy in the world on DVD. Hey mates, welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Now uh, let's talk about this. People may have noticed uh, up the top here before the music came in. We've got uh, we've got ads now. We've gone pro. We've, we've sold gone... out. We've officially sold out. Yeah. Well, that's going to be the obvious thing that people are going to say they've sold out, but we should... We've held off. Yeah. No, we've taken our first offer. Yeah. The we first should, offer we... that came in. Yeah. We, we've sold out, but we should make it known that we are probably making about $8 each off of this deal. So don't <laughs> don't feel like we're big fat cats now. We're still the same little dum-dums that you've always we're loved. We're not complete corporate shills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if we are, we're extremely cheap ones. We're not going to be erecting giant concrete pillars out the front of a little dum-dum clubhouse now or anything like that. Having said that, Tommy is wearing a punchline hat, uh, T-shirt, shoes and sunglasses. And I did get a chauffeur in here. Yeah. I've used up <laughs> both of our monies to get a chauffeur in yeah. here. So. And the car was made entirely of punchline DVDs. <laughs> Uh, let's get into it. Let's not fuck around for too long. Uh, our guest today, uh, you will surely know him. He's uh, he's one of the greats of radio. Please welcome yeah. into the little dum dum club, Mick Malloy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have changed. <laughs> you guys have changed. Whatever the Carl and Tommy I knew. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's a little corporate in here. Yeah, it That's is. Isn't it? Well, yeah. this, this is how we've managed to uh, to get the big name guest now that with the uh, eight dollars a day that yeah. we're getting in. I sniffed. I sniffed a dollar. I thought, hang on, talk about we're, selling out. We used to get in trouble all those years ago when we were doing, um, we were on Fox. Yep. It was our, our first big radio show. and We'll be getting money from them now too, which is good. Yeah, yeah. great. And they used to say, you say to us, oh, mate, you should go to Triple R. Triple R, won't you? Triple R. We go, well, Triple R. It's like preaching to the converted because everyone was already on board on Triple R. Yeah. We were going out there to those suburbs, those, <laughs> yeah. those places, Craigie Burn. Yeah. We made Craigie Burn our own yeah. on that network. Sometimes so. without free cans of Coke. So it was a hard sell. Not often. Oh, right. <laughs> Not often. Yeah. A free can of Coke and a Mariah Carey CD was pretty much yeah. how we threw to most songs yeah, for, right. for many years. That was the initial offer from Punchline DVD to us, which we bumped up to $8. So, the, Mariah's been very loyal to them. They've been putting her out for years. People have been saying you should move on. But... Saying she's not funny. Why do you keep doing it? But yeah. I'd be worried if I was Mariah Carey because you see what happened to Whitney Houston. Yeah. When she died, the record company put her records up like yes. to twice the price. Oh, yeah. Right, Kerry could be involved in a bizarre hit and run <laughs> any day now. Yeah, yeah. If I know record company producers, they, yeah. they don't care. Punchline jacking up the price of her bootleg, uh, the, her rare is. ventriloquism yeah. DVD that she put out. That uh, Mariah Carey Very live rare. at the Comics Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah that, that has happened. And, and I think um, Netflix have done it as well with, I think, The Bodyguard. They jacked the price of it up. Like a, a whole bunch of different things have jacked yeah. the price of her catalogue up and then tried to claim, oh, it's just a weird, it's a stock take <laughs> error. It's just a weird coincidence that it happened two hours after she died. Yeah. Hey, it was good to see Kevin Costner at Whitney Houston's funeral, wasn't mm. it? They, they goes, I think it gives him, it's good for him to soak in that atmosphere. It gives him a sense of what a cinema would be like screening one of his own films. And I think he needs to know that, don't you think? He was looking uh, more astute on top, I thought. Yeah. He, uh... I'm not a fan of Kevin Costner films, and I'll tell you, this is one. He did a film called The Upside of Anger, where he was playing an alcoholic, like a hardcore alcoholic. And you yeah. know when you go and see films with people who have an area of expertise, like if you go 
and they see a film that's set around an airport and you're with a pilot who'll go, oh, as if an A380 would put in a flight plan like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they yep. know what they're talking about. Yeah, or exactly. If you go with a doctor, you'll go, oh, look, a nurse would never have clearance to, for a code blue. <laughs> yep. I was doing the same thing, watching him play an alcoholic. I'm going, oh, as, as if he'd have food in the fridge. Oh, oh look, his shirt's ironed. Oh, this guy knows nothing. It's, it's an idiot. Oh, he's woken up with a girl and he knows her name. <laughs> You're in the cinema with a little brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, feel like Kevin Costner. Yeah. We've got you in here, uh, Mick. Uh, straight after your you, you breakfast shift, so we've got you. We've got you to do a bit of OT here, and we're uh, still waking up. And you're just you're just on form. You've been yeah. you've been racing for four hours now. I am, and I'm not a naturally a morning person, so I've <laughs> have to set three alarms every morning. One of which was an e, is an ECG machine because I tell you what, <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning, you've got your work cut out waking me up. So yeah. you're here at nine a.m. This is nine a.m. Uh, or a bit after nine a.m. now. Um, what what would you usually do at nine a.m. At, at the end of the working day at the five o'clock? Straight off to TGIF's or what happens? <laughs> I'll find a happy hour somewhere <laughs> in the local vicinity. <laughs> Look, generally I go back to my house. I spend the morning. I, I in the basement. I make a suit out of human skin. Yep. Um, see Is that how that every, goes every day, most days, like right? all the radio greats. Yeah. yeah, it's like a sweatshop down there. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a team of people making suits out of oh, human skins very l- cheaply. Yeah, you can see that in the results now because the love's out of it. You can't. You, there's no love in it. It's just an assembly line of, right. of human skin suits now. <laughs> right. Everyone's got one. They used to be special. <laughs> anyway, what do you do? Yeah, but um, you we come at the comedy fest, Melbourne yes. comedy festival, and Adelaide comedy festival, Adelaide Fringe festival, I should say. So you you've been working around town on uh, new material for your stand-up show. I have. I'm not doing Melbourne comedy festival this year, but I'm going back to Adelaide. My yep. my previous appearance in Adelaide was at the Supreme Court. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, making just it. Just ap- capitalise on that yeah. publicity. Yeah. yeah, making an appearance in Adelaide but, where I don't have my uh, jacket pulled over my yeah. head. <laughs> but full houses, though, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all right, yeah. So, uh, so I you was, don't want to go back and do the same gear you did there, obviously, so you're working on new stuff. I am working on new stuff. So, uh, oh, look, it's going to be fun. I always enjoy going back to Adelaide. I've got a bit of Snowtown gear. Yep. So I find that. They love that. Well. Yeah. They do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I remember Glenn Robbins, when he said to me once, because I did a show with Glenn yep. over there, and we, when he found out I was in the Adelaide Supreme Court, he goes to me, he goes, oh, that's interesting. So if you, if you have, like, go to jail, would you go to jail, like, in Melbourne or in Adelaide? I said, well, it'd be in Adelaide. He goes, all right, so you could be shacked up with a Snowtown guy. Yeah. <laughs> I go, well, that's a nice thought, Glenn. <laughs> that, Thanks a lot for thinking of me. That Thanks. is an outside broadcast yeah. if ever I've heard one. That <laughs> would be stunning. Thanks, Uncle Arthur, for that one. That's oh, nice. <laughs> I like to turn that into a musical of some description, yeah. I reckon. Snowtown, it sounds like a... You know, yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's tailor made for. There's a song in there about a barrel. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, now you've been going around town, working on your gear, going to little clubs, and I, I've yes. seen you around at uh, night so far. Which I quite like the other night when you, because you've you've done your work, you've done your, sure. you've done hard work, you've come in, you've got a new twenty minutes, yes. and you've been busting that out, and and you came in going, oh, geez, you know, this I've got all the brand new stuff. You don't you don't want to have the old stuff. Meanwhile, your partner's in crime for the show, mm. for Glenn Robbins and Jeff Stilson. They've been going around town working on their five minutes from, uh, I believe, 1987. They're, oh, still, they're was, still honing that. I was backstage lip-syncing along <laughs> to some of their material. You know, just, uh, just working on gear that he that got laughs from fine young cannibals on Letterman. <laughs> 
Jeff is back. I think his point of difference is this year he's grown a beard. <laughs> he he looks like he could be cooking up a bit of moonshine out the back of every Yeah, gig. he's working in your human skin sweatshop, <laughs> I think. Yeah. That's, that's right. What is it with a beard? Is the beard making a comeback? Is it? Yeah. Is, uh, I blame the guy from... Uh, uh, what, what's Hangover. That? Hangover. Yeah, Did Jack. he pioneer this whole I think that's it. Yeah, thing? it might have been it. The comedy beard, mm. that's for sure. He's, he's brought that in. Yeah. Mm. What if getting fat became the real hipster thing? You know, as well, like on the Zach Galifianakis yeah. train? Yeah, well, he's got fat, but we haven't seen... Uh, yeah. Well, apart from you, oh, uh, hasn't really geez. caught on. No, you've actually... No, we've talked about Tommy's weight a fair bit. He has... Um, he has really skimmed off. He yeah. has uh, lost what's quite a secret, few What's the secret, Tommy? What's your, uh, what's, what's your plan? Yeah. I've been what's running your... a lot. Um, not drinking a lot during the week was a big one. And let's going... not go mad here. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I've thought. I've been watching these weight loss programs, and to me, the key to losing weight is just bawling your fucking eyes out. Yeah. Constantly. That show should be called Fat People on the Blub. <laughs> Coming up after Neighbours. Fat People on the Blub. It does seem to be, you know, like, and, and they get well, that's, that's getting a lot of salt out of your diet, I guess, if you're crying a lot. So that's a, <laughs> that seems sensible. sodium-free diet. Yeah. Um, it just seems to be that uh, that's... The, the the show of the our era, isn't it? Yeah. Damn, a lot of fatty boomba. Fatty boombas. Yeah. There's the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah I've been asked to name. do both, by the way. I was oh, asked yeah? to do originally there was a show called Celebrity Overhaul. Yep. Uh you may remember. I was asked to do that. And uh, it's always funny because uh when when you, your manager comes to you, it's in this case is my brother, rings up laughing, going, <laughs> guess what you've been asked to do. <laughs> was that yeah. the case with this today? <laughs> 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 yeah, we laughed for about 20 minutes. <laughs> so, um, so I was asked to do that, Celebrity Rehab. Yep. That was one. They were pioneering oh, wow. at one stage. and uh, on, on the other side of the coin, me and Tommy have just been asked to do uh, overhaul and rehab <laughs> without the celebrity at the start. Of it, so. <laughs> Good work. Oh, look at that. What have I done? What about, uh, what about dog school? Did you get asked for dog school? Oh. No. What is that? Oh, it was celebrity dog, celebrity dog school. Celebrity dog school, yeah. Celebrity dog. Well, what about yeah. ce- Celebrity Apprentice? Did you ask, get asked to do that? Uh, no. I've always thought if they were doing an Australian version of Celebrity Apprentice, it should be based around the way apprentices in Australia behave. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It should be a bloke who's he's put glad wrap on a toilet seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, a guy who's uh, like poured uh, you know petrol lighter fluid under a cubicle and set it on fire. <laughs> and goes, you go, you're going to make it through to the next round. Well, it's nice of him to think that you're a bigger chance of, of losing weight than you are to run a business. Sensibly, like that's, that's sort of a compliment, isn't it? Well, it is. So, oops, hang on. What have I done? There it is. So I've just unplugged myself. I, th- I thought I'd been disconnected. I thought there must be some <laughs> kind of quality control in the studio. <laughs> no, look at reality TV. It's it's all the rage. I've pitched a few yep. uh, TV shows, uh, which I'd, I'd like to think might have a chance. Uh, Turkey Slap the Stars. Yeah, that's one. Uh, and that is or isn't going on. Right, well, I don't know. It's right. it's up for discussion. Celebrity Pap Smear. Yeah, I think that'd be fantastic. That'd be great. Who'd, yeah. who'd, be, who'd you have lined up for the pilot? First celebrity person, yeah. Kerry Ann Kenley. Yeah. <laughs> Please welcome Kerry Ann Kenley. Hey, good to see she didn't dirty up when she got the sack. Kerry <laughs> <laughs> Ann Kenley has left Channel 9. What you have to remember, take this from someone who's been sacked from every network yeah. at least once. <gasps> yeah, at least once. You can't afford you to the... leave on bad terms because eventually you're going back. Was that a good day when you got the final stamp on the card on the final network? On the final network? Yeah. Well, I've actually going around for the second second lap. So ah, nine, okay. I've gone a couple of times. I remember the last time I did a show on nine was called The Nation, which I actually quite liked. But I remember hours before our first show of The Nation went to air, 
Kerry Packer sold all his shares in the Nine Network. And I went, hang on a second. That's not exactly a vote of confidence here, is it? But at least he's not going to Doug Mulray you and, you know, ring up halfway through the first episode of The Nation and say, take this shit off the air. No, that's true. I, I never got that. That was yeah, there. was Doug Mulray, yeah, wasn't it? Doug but Mulray's I, naughtiest home videos. I, uh, I've been removed once in week eight. and uh, Well, once, actually, the second time I didn't get sacked because it actually saw out its 13-week run. But... Uh, you know, Jeez, that, I'll that's, be back. That, that's, oh, I, I heard a showbiz rumour that once you get sacked from every network twice, you get a free footlong sub. Is that true? Is that a true thing? <laughs> well, I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm going to go down and harass them right now. Where's my sub? Um, we, um, oh, I'll, I'll do a bit of a quick dum-dum news for mm. our show. Uh, uh, we, we've talked a bit about how we have, because it's a podcast, yes. we have uh, international fans. Oh, okay. International, uh, not guests, fans. And uh, we've talked about that a bit, and we're trying to find out where our – what did we have? Didn't we have, like, so, listeners in Libya or, or Hong yeah, Kong and we had stuff like, like two, that? we had two in Hong Kong yeah. that we think – well, we found out they weren't even friends. They are just two yeah, yeah, yeah. single separate people. Some from Spain. Well, this week, I've, I, I believe <laughs> I've taught – Your global reach. Your, ten- <laughs> your tentacles go everywhere. Yeah. We're spreading uh, the, the brand of Malloy into, into yeah. Asia. Yeah, they're going to so. be loving your Kerry Ann Kennelly references over there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I found, I've talked on Twitter this week to our first uh, Japan listener. Oh, yes. Tokyo. We've gone into Tokyo. Dum <laughs> yes. Dum into Tokyo. That's awesome. No so, whaling gear. No whaling no, no, gear. No, <laughs> no offense, guys, but a oh, guy, I should say. There's one of them. Do you know um, what? I'm on their side with the whaling. I think the whales have had it too good for too long. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've got all this trouble to save them, and then they'll just, out, out of nowhere, just go and beach themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they go, oh, thanks a lot. I love After that. everything we did for you, <laughs> now you just rub it in our face. I love that you're such a pro that you've heard Tokyo, and then you've gone into a bit of local gear. Well, <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's whaling. You it's, can it's work a, anywhere. You just so that resonates in Tokyo. Where, whereas, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll bring the show over to, to Tokyo. You've got that, whereas Stilson and, and uh, Robbins have still got their old gear. Uh, they're <laughs> still doing something about the Howard government. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Is... Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Glenn's still doing stuff about Andrew Peacock. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Glenn doing. Glenn backstage before our shows, you can always say, it's not very rock and roll our show when we're on tour. He, he irons his own shirt right. backstage. <laughs> That's his rock and roll. That's on his rider, the iron. <laughs> As it gets. Rather than the red M&Ms. That's or the... it. It's an iron. Right. Well, the Tokyo, so I talked to the Tokyo listener and the, the first thing I said, I saw him come up on Twitter and I checked his page, and it said Tokyo. And I went, "Oh, are you our first Tokyo lister?" And he said, "Yes." That's and awesome. he says in the in the one message, he said, "Yes." And Tommy's voice sounds like a girl's oh. straight away. So yeah, he's into it. It's proof that he's listened to the show. Uh-huh. Though. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 fantastic. Is he? Is he? What is he? Is he an Aussie expat, or is he like? I what's his story? Well, he didn't have the a emperor Japanese. of Japan. Yeah. <laughs> the emperor of Japan. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we should get flown over. Yes, yeah, someone Hirohito. I didn't put the two together, but yeah, I believe you well, guys would be huge over there. Like you'd be like you know neighbours stars when they go to London. And oh yeah, 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 that'd be a, that'd be awesome. You guys would own Tokyo. We'll be doing Japanese pantos over there for sure. Yeah. They'd be still violent, I reckon. They'd right. still sound like someone's getting we need killed. To get some, uh, we need to get some Pokemon on this show just to sort of give something to the Japanese listeners <laughs> yeah, just to boost yeah, yeah. it up. Well, on the voice thing, um, you'll enjoy this. Uh, not to brag too much, but I am going to the doctors after this. Right. And I called up yesterday to make an appointment <laughs> and uh, uh, I make the time and then they go, oh, what's the last name? And uh, I say the last name and then uh, the woman goes, oh, okay, um, Elizabeth? I went, which is my mum, because it's our family doctor. I went, no, uh, it's Tom. And she goes, oh, 
Yeah, oh, yeah, right, and tried to act a bit mm. like, oh, of course, how dumb of me. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I thought Elizabeth was a male name for a second. That was, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my exactly, fault. Yeah. And she's an obstetrician, right? That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, going, yeah. I'm going to the family gyno, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, this is another thing. I've been putting up, we've been putting up a few posters around town for uh, Dum Dum Club and, uh, you know, the contact details and stuff. Oh, we got our first piece um, of graf- uh, um, Mobile phone numbers on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sponsorship available, which is how we've got this <laughs> sweet deal. Yeah. Um, now, I found our first bit of uh, dum-dum graffiti. Here we go. Yeah. Far so away. Yep. So we've got, uh, obviously, the, the poster says, uh, dum dum, little dum-dum club. And uh, the club has been crossed out, and another C word has been uh, oh! has been put in. <laughs> what? So, uh, again, uh, proof that they have actually listened to the show. And that is some of my finest work. So, <laughs> do you know the best bit of graffiti I ever saw was on uh, on the side of the Coogee Bay Hotel in, uh, in Sydney, in Coogee Bay, obviously. And... Um, they have a lot of English backpackers, and so it's overrun by backpackers, and a lot of the locals don't like the backpackers. And on the side of the Coogee Bay Hotel, I was a bit of graffiti going, Ivan Milat for day release. <laughs> that was a ringing endorsement. That was the same pub. But remember, that's the guy who served up the uh, feces ice cream. The, yeah, yeah. That was oh, a yeah. Huge oh, that story. was the same. That, yeah, that's that was right. the, dude, I'd love to see that on MasterChef. <laughs> That'd be fun if that was the big. One at the end they had to cook, wasn't it? I'd like for that. Uh, for our friend in Tokyo, uh, that story was, what was it? It was a, a family were there. They got a Sunday. A, a Sunday, a feast, human feces Sunday. And it was, there, was, there was human shit in it. Uh, yeah, that's right. Did that turn out, did, what was the end of that? Because wasn't it disputed? There were claims that maybe they were bullshitting to get money out of it or, or something? I don't know. All I know is that's one of the few ice cream dishes that you don't eat that quickly. You get a, one of those ice cream headaches. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about postering. It's a bad time to put up posters because there's a comedy festival coming up yes. and they generally get into a into a postering war. Yeah, and I, I remember when we were in Edinburgh one year for the comedy festival and the postering war over there is insane yeah. because there's so many shows in town. It's pretty fierce. Yep. This one show was brilliant. They made the front page of The Scotsman. They put up one poster for their show and hired two bouncers to stand there. <laughs> 20 <laughs> 24 hours a day and uh, and stand by and bang the pictures on the front of the Scotsman and this show sold out so I thought well, that's that sort pretty... of what we're inadvertently doing with these dum dum posters but it's just because we have nothing better to do than just yeah. hang out next to pictures of ourselves yeah yeah Mick mm. you had a, a, a big uh, billboard uh, for one of your shows on Triple M that I was did. you in your underpants I've done some underpant modelling I imagine that would have been rife for a bit of graffiti was there <laughs> well, any they were generally pretty high they were out out of out of harm's way uh, you got to remember the camera adds ten pounds. <laughs> In my case, mostly around the uh, around the package. <laughs> Glenn Robbins, of course, told me a funny story because he goes, he goes, he saw, he rang up to complain because he saw one of my billboards and it was out opposite like a primary school. So there's a primary school on one side and my billboard on the other, me lounging about my underpants. He said because it was a primary school, you had to slow down to 40 k's. <laughs> so you couldn't just see my billboard. You had to slow down and he said it was excruciating while he had to like, and crawl that was, past. That was doubling up at school as an anatomy lesson in uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of sex ed. Just if we can come out and do a bit of uh, excursion, we'll just look at Mickey downstairs yeah. and that's what you're going to grow into one day. I remember I was in Sydney once and uh, 
I was I was on a date with a girl, and uh, it was all getting it was all getting. I'm going. I'm getting the green light here. Yeah. <laughs> so we go out after dinner to call a cab, and I say, "Why don't we go back to my hotel?" As the cab pulls up, it's one of those cabs that's got the ads on the top, <laughs> which had an ad of me in my underpants. <laughs> Let's just say that was the end of the day. <laughs> so anyway, sweet sneak preview. Uh, um, yeah. well, what do you reckon about this? Um, speaking of posters, now, uh, like we said, the comedy festival is coming up. Little Tommy Daslo over from you, he's got his new poster. He's got a mm. poster design, and he's put mm. that up on Facebook this week. Now, what is I, it? I was going to let this slide, but I've been alerted to this a couple of times since, so I think I should bring it up. I think I know where this I is going. I think you probably should I know where I it's going. I might know where this is going. I want in on this. What's yes. happening? The top of his poster, he's got a show called Pip Squeak. On the, uh, Pip Squeak. On the top of his poster, right. Tommy Daslo, host of the Little Dum Dum Club podcast. Oh! Host singular. One one of host, one of the hosts. Host singular. No, it doesn't say that though, Tommy, does well, it? Well, but I am a host. Host I'm a singular. host. I'm a host of the show. So I host this show. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm just thank you very much for having me as a guest again this week. <laughs> that would be like, you know, Hale seeing a poster for Pace. Yes. Where Pace was claiming <laughs> that he was the <laughs> The host of Hale and Pace. To be I, fair, it doesn't say the host; it says host, host. which is true. I'm a, I'm a host of the show. You're splitting hairs, you yeah. ambitious little bastard. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think you're the one that's. I think splitting hairs. Oh, oh, you know what? Uh, it's uh, ended uh, in tears already. Yeah, yeah. So. Luke McGregor, friend of the show, did bring it up and did. Ah, uh, uh, really? Yep. Yeah, so you I'll can. Be... You can. Uh, he he did want to find out what the answer was. Well, there. I'm going to be editing out you saying friend of the show about him just then. Hey, what do you what do you think about that, Mick? You've, you've been in partnerships before. What do you think? Is this is this the beginning of the end? Or? Uh it's, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. You know, two grown men can get enough of each well, other's one company. Grown man. One. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever pat him on the head, Benny Hill style, like that little guy? From, there's a poster for you guys. Yeah. Look, I th- I anticipate big things for you. You've come this far. Yeah. It's not that far, really, when you think about it. But <laughs> you're on the right track. Um, you know, the chemistry's obviously there somewhere. <laughs> so see how you go. One day, one day, one of us is going to be ironing our own shirts backstage <laughs> yeah. in Adelaide. Dare to dream. <laughs> I, I bags being the guy that doesn't write any new material. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the guy that writes stuff. Well, someone said that I feel I'm going to get this wrong. But uh, I, uh, it was uh, Alexi Sale. I think was talking about great comic duos at some stage. He said, like there was with comic duos, great comic duos. There's always one of them working hard back at the office while the other one's out on the golf course goofing around. He said, the problem with Hale and Pace is they're both out on the golf course <laughs> <laughs> goofing around. So as long as one of you's doing some heavy lifting, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon. Uh, yeah. Well. Surely it'll be the host over here. Oh, you think so? <laughs> the guy at the controls, the, the, the guy holding be, the reins. Why should the guest be doing all the work? Is sidekick a little? Is that uh, to the you a sidekick? I, second I, banana? Yeah, I guess. I guess that's what I'm going to have to put on my poster. Sidekick. <laughs> sidekick of the great Tommy Daslo. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Please do that. If any, if, I will pay for you to get side, business cards made up. Sidekick of Tommy Daslow mm-hmm. as seen as host of the little Dumb Club. Is that too long? I can see some I can see some graffiti coming up for, to- <laughs> for, for, for Tommy's yes. poster here. Yes. Similar ilk. <laughs> All right, pipe down over there, Aussie, or I'll bring your mic straight down. <laughs> am I allowed to as a co guest, am I allowed to talk to the guests on here? Can I ask the, the other guest? But yeah. I, having said that, I am the senior guest on this show, Mick. So yeah, just know that make me. What am I? Junior guest. I'm in the short pants, am I? You're the apprentice. Guest apprentice. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I'm just happy to be here. Happy to get a a gig. Hey, uh, let's take a real quick break. uh, And we'll be back with more Little Dum Dum Club with Mick Malloy. A couple of ads, is it? A couple more ads. A couple more ads. What do you got for us, Moira? (laughs) 
Hey, mates. Uh, Little Dum Dum Club are doing live shows every Monday night during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So come down. We're at the Town Hall. We're on at 8.30. We've got heaps of special, super special guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of friends of the show and fans of the show in. Um, it's going to be great. Come down. And uh, if you're a fan of me, Tommy Dasilo, the host of the Little Dum Dum Club, Boo. you can see my show Pip Squeak at the Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney Comedy Festivals. For more details and ticket information, head to TommyDasilo.com. And don't forget, we've still got T-shirts on sale. Um, hit us up. LittleDumDumClub at gmail.com. We are back with more Little Dum Dum Club. Hope you've all got your eyebrows. With <laughs> Mick Malloy. What is that? The Arbor, you know, the Arbra on the circle when they cut to the break uh, and they have Arbras. Are we sick of ads about, no. about <laughs> bras? Like, uh, how many, come on, girls, I know you like to shop, but how many variations on a bra do you actually need? And all of these, I think, are, are heading down the, the wrong track for me. Remember the Wonder Bra? Remember the interview mm, yeah, yeah, the Wonder Bra? I can't think of a more deceptive piece of equipment. Yeah. Than the Wonder Bra, worn by women well versed in the dark arts. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you sit there and you think, are you one minute you're looking at a, a perfect set of breasts, uh, five minutes later the bra's off, and all of a sudden you're staring at what I like to call the National Geographic look. <laughs> it was so just what, a cruel hoax. Suddenly you think you're sitting in a dentist's waiting room. <laughs> I think I'm starting to work out why that date didn't go too well. So to do with your ad on the cab at all. You're busting that out as your opening gear. We didn't even get to that, I'm afraid. <laughs> So what's the Arbra? What's the what's the it, what's is, its uh, you know? I guess it's the new frame. miracle one that they're always yeah. advertising on the circle. That's yeah. like no straps or something. I've, I've never really listened to what they're saying yeah. to be honest when they, when it comes on because they actually do have very very good models mm. and yeah. I don't I don't want to sound like too bad of a bloke but you know you're sitting you're getting up it's nine o'clock in the morning I'm having I'm breakfast saying, I haven't I'm, started work I'm, yet and there's 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 half nude. Very attractive ladies on TV. Uh, it's a little bit too much for me at nine o'clock. I'm worried about your lifestyle, gentlemen. So clearly, <laughs> you're getting out of bed and uh, getting onto the couch. Oh, you're watching the I circle. Know you've, you've knocked off work at nine o'clock. I know you've done a hard day's work already, but I'm just getting up. Do you IQ the circle in case you miss it? Or, <laughs> I mean, seriously, what's going on there? What's you think your... we can afford Foxtel IQ? <laughs> you have lost touch. Well, maybe now with the uh, sweet sponsorship bucks rolling in. I've heard about this new one. It's called Squoobing. No. The Squoob, which apparently there's a, it's it's the latest. It's a bra that not only pushes up but squeezes in, oh. and they've uh, to demonstrate it. They've just there was an article recently with a whole heap of women who were squoobing. So you might want to have a look at that. I'm man, not... I'm man squoobing as we as we speak. You're moobing. Don't think it hasn't been. Don't think it hasn't been noticed. It's, you're looking good. Um, oh, really could not much. have picked a worse name for it, could they? Squoobing. Squoobing. Yes. Um, hey, this is what happened last night. I my parents came down uh, from Maribyrn. I think I may have brought that up on the show before. Mm. Uh, Maribyrn, Central Victoria. Uh, they came. Down, they never come to Melbourne. So yeah. I thought I would do. Um, Something very nice for them, I thought. Uh, and I've gone with the uh, the sponsorship bucks that are yet to roll in. But when they do, I, mm. I'll be able to pay off these, this debt. But I took them well, into... Well, now you can uh, claim this meal on tax. Yes. You're talking about it on the show. Yes. <laughs> I took them into uh, Rockpool uh, okay. in the city, a very sure. nice restaurant. Um, mm. And very expensive, I would, I would think. Um, and I brought the girlfriend along, obviously, as well. Nice. And I went, right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Uh, you know, buy dinner for, for mum and dad and whatever. And so she's just gone, yeah, well, I'll just leave the purse at home then because obviously I'm in on right. on the deal. Um, I don't know if you are in the deal on $100 oh. mains. Um, <laughs> Come on, Mark. Oh, <laughs> so you, what, you're going to share out dinner for your parents? Yeah. But 
Then, I don't know. Well, what's then, the then, etiquette? Then do a quarter of the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Well, is that, that is that not what happens? I'll tell you what the etiquette is. If you would like to keep your girlfriend, <laughs> you do not. Okay, what about oh, this? Oh, now one? I'm feeling rotten because I'm getting <laughs> how to be a good bloke around girl tips from Mick Malloy after he's just... You know what I would have done? So excuse me a second, and just done a runner. <laughs> That's the, I would have left. That's my... the polite thing to do. I, I like f- how you just said, if, Carl, if you want to keep your girlfriend. If you'd listened to this show previously, you'd realise he clearly has no interest in making that happen. <laughs> I have a friend. I have a friend of mine who, uh, who was, let's put it bluntly, was on the last legs with his girlfriend. He just about exhausted her completely. And he rang up begging for one more shot. He said, please, just give me one more shot at the title. Well, let's go out and have some, I'm going to take you out to dinner. I can, I can sort this all out. Meet me out the front of the George wine room, you know, at, at like uh, eight o'clock. She agrees. He, he, he turns up about nearly an hour late because he's been having a couple with the, with the lads. She's, she's furious. Right? And he turns up. He goes, sorry, I'm late. And she goes, well, just letting you know they've let our table go. He goes, I can smooth this over. I can smooth this over. He goes in and he goes to the major D, my name is Dr. Bartolome and I have been in emergency surgery and in the meantime, I understand that you have given my table away. And they go, we're really sorry. That's terrible. We'll find you a table. They take him and his girlfriend in. They put him at a table by the window. Just as his ass hits the chair out the front on uh, on on the road, all you hear is <laughs> smash. Two cars smash. The door opens. Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> I swear he went out, took a pulse, waited. There was no one was killed. It was uh, it wasn't that bad. Waited waited till the emergency services turned up. And he just fucked off. And that was the last they ever saw of each other. That is a classic Glenn Robbins story that you'll be able to hear at the shows in Adelaide. It happened in 1982. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> no, no it's amazing. a true story. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, getting back to the girlfriend thing, like, I don't know. I mean, to, to, to Rock just presume, you've gone mad. You've, I, mean, I know. You're... Look, yeah. <laughs> Look, I've flattered myself in it. I know. I've gone there and I thought I'll impress the impress the folks and maybe not the girlfriend in the same yeah. way. But, but, but did you ask her for money? Did you tell? You did not. No, no, because she came without, and I went, "Oh, hang on a minute." I said, you, "Surely you is that?" Jeez, I I will say though, in Carl's defence, and I can't believe I'm hearing myself say that <laughs> sentence, but I, I do think it's like when when she just goes, "I'm leaving the purse behind," then it's like. You're not even mm. getting the good bloke moment of going, no, 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 it's on me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it's a presumption. There's no pretend at the till where you the don't even get to, coming out and going, you know, no, 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 whatever. So you wanted the full ritual. Well, you I think the... I, I earned it for, for you know, $65 steak. So you would stand there in front of a full restaurant and just raise your voice, <laughs> no, no, I'll get this yeah. one. <laughs> Leave this one with me. Yeah, while I'm taping it on my iPhone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, all right, this is what happened. This is what happened um, two nights ago. I um... <laughs> started Jeez. banging the the desk in frustration. No, no, no. I just remembered. I just remembered what I saw the other night. I was coming home on the on the tram from a gig, and it was about midnight. And uh, there was a guy in front of me that was, uh, uh, I think, pretty drunk, or I think he's passed oh. out, or he's gone to sleep. Yes. And oh, it, on the tram, on the tram, mm. in the seat in front of me, like with his back to me, and I was sort of looking. That's mandatory, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be one of those guys. Yeah. No, I had a good look. He was he was passed out. There was a girl sitting in front of him with her back to him, and she'd realised that he'd passed out or whatever it was. So she turned around with her iPhone, did a funny little, oh, I'll tape this guy, you know, I'll yeah. tape this guy and I'll put this right. on YouTube. Drunk guy on tram, a million hits, here we go. I'll probably be able mm. to get some punchline sponsorship out of this <laughs> by the end of it. Um, so she starts ta- like uh, taking pictures of the guy yes. and like giggling to herself and mm. whatever. Then she turns around and goes, oh, I've got to get more footage, but it might be a bit obvious. So she turns around, got her back to the drunk guy that's passed out. And you know that thing, have you got an iPhone, Mick? 
I don't. You no, don't have I an don't. IPhone? Well, it's got a function on it where you you can flip the the camera around and uh, you know you can tape your face with the screen. Yes. If you know what I mean. Okay. So she's done this sly thing of putting the camera off to the side, and it start to tape him surreptitiously with the mm. screen. So if and then the guy in the meantime while he's while she's been setting all that stuff up, the guy has woken up right. and uh. started to watch her set this all up. Uh. And she, he can now see himself in the screen of the oh. phone <laughs> while she's giggling to herself, <laughs> taping him, and he's fully awake. And so he just starts giving her the bird right. yeah. for like 10, minute, 10 seconds straight, but she can't see any of this happening. So Good she's Lord. sitting there taping it going, this will be funny. And then she's gotten at home and gone, oh, it's just a guy angrily giving me the double bird. But the <laughs> irony the is phone. that just kind of makes the video even better, yeah. I reckon. Well, not really. It's just a, a tape of a of a guy giving the bird on the tram. That's all it is. Yeah, that's awesome. That'll get a million hits. No, easy. there's no sponsorship. This is the problem with modern technology. It's so easy to get yourself in trouble. That's why I don't use it. I don't I don't have a mobile phone. I don't have a computer. I don't drive a car. I don't wear a watch. The only bit of electronic equipment I don't know that a watch is modern technology. <laughs> what do you mean? Time is not a it's new not concept. Digi- it's not a digital. <laughs> I like to live that, in a temporal haze. That big sundial you've got on your arm is very fetching. <laughs> no, well, if the sun's up, I'm... I'm out and about. You know what I mean? That's a problem. I don't no, wonder you, no wonder you're late to the, uh, your breakfast show if you're going by sundial. Yeah, no. It's like sun at four in the morning. When you, say those three, when, you say, when you say those three alarms that wake you up, you mean the rooster outside your window. <laughs> the three roosters. Have, have. I'm just saying, modern technology, what does it do that's any good? It gets you into trouble. Yeah? You, you, are, you are a technophobe, aren't you? You've got, you've I'm got a Luddite a, is the correct term. For yeah, it. sorry. So, sorry. Um, but yeah, no phone, no email address. You're on Facebook I do, well, I for do, about two I did. seconds. I've got a computer, I have to admit, because I've just we're starting to write another film. So, right. And I thought this time I can't. Film? But, Film's a bit yeah, bloody well, dumb. Mate, well, it is. Well, What's uh, wrong with plays? <laughs> <laughs> plays. Do, do I look like a hobo to you? There's no money in plays. There's more money in podcasts than there yeah. is in oh, plays. We're living proof. Yeah. So, no, I've got a computer. So uh, I, um, I, I just, I've got a, a new one, a good one. It's an Amstrad. I believe they're set cutting edge. It's top of the line. That's I, I not, boot up every morning. And, that's not a, that's not a movie you're writing. That's a game of that's California games you're playing. Is, not, it? <laughs> is that you turn it on to boot up before you leave to come in and do radio, and then by the time you get home from yeah. radio, it's just about yeah, ready to get going. It's warming up. Yeah, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to go out. You've you've written a new a new um, thirty minutes of the movie, so you've got to go and buy a new cassette to save <laughs> it onto. That's right. Yeah, it's true. That's the way I roll. Uh, let's yeah. take another little quick break and have. A bit more ads, and we'll be right back with more Little Dum Dum Club right after this. Hey, mates, as you may have heard, uh, this episode of the Little Dum Dum Club is sponsored by Punchline DVD, uh, one of the best providers for comedy DVDs in Australia. they got all sorts of people on here, Carl. I'm just at their website. Uh, they've got people like Zach Galifianakis. Yes. You can get his DVD. He's Live at the Purple Onion. That's yep. an awesome DVD. He's been on the show, hasn't he? Uh, no. Uh, you can also get the Sarah Silverman program. Uh, her show, she was nearly going to be on the show. Yeah. We, we met her. Yeah, we met her. We got a creepy photo with her. That was great. Uh, who else have they got? They've got uh, friends of the show, Greg Fleet and Harley Breen, both have DVDs yes, coming out. Yes, definitely go and grab them. Uh, check them out. There's also stuff from uh, Tribe. Pod, they've got Chappelle Show, they've got all sorts of stuff. So if you like comedy, which we think you might, head over to punchline.com.au and check it out. See you there, mates. 
Okay, we are back with the Little Dum Dum Club with uh, Mick Malloy. Yeah. Um, this we, is throwing me up, by the way, this whole... We're back. It's weird, yeah, we're back it? with we're, the Little Dum Dum Club. Yeah, here's a tip for the listeners. We haven't gone anywhere. We've just literally been <laughs> sitting here going... And we don't say a word. We just sit here in silence. <laughs> just sit here in silence <laughs> looking at each other. For the duration of the ads, which we haven't recorded yet. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. And the whole time Mick's just going, can I go yet? Can I go? <laughs> <laughs> um, what about this, guys? I was yeah. uh, in the supermarket the other day at the deli counter... And there was a woman in front of me who's ordered a big thing of ham. And then as she gets her ham, she goes, oh, and can I just get a little extra handful to just have now, to just eat oh, while yeah. in the supermarket? Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that a new th- Is That's that a-, a child's thing, I think. That's- it's, it's unusual to ask for it. I mean, if you're offered, yeah. you can take weird. it. Ham, what sort of ham? Like is an it, actual like a shaved Shaved ham. Right, I thought I pictured it like as uh, uh, like pizza ham, you know, diced ham, and just a oh right, you know, and uh, I thought yeah. you meant you, like you pictured it just the big bon- like Fred Flintstone style, just honking on it. Oh right, like but on no, the like bone. and it was a decent- gnawing on a bone. She-, <laughs> <laughs> she got a decent big chunk of it too, and just was in eating it real casually, like it was like a thing of nuts or something in the supermarket. I've got a, I've got a friend who feels it's okay to eat in the supermarket as long as he ends up taking the wrappers up to the counter yeah, and paying yeah. for it, and yeah. I just always get incredibly uncomfortable when he's on like his third packet of burger rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And eyeing off a tree, right? I go, surely right now, before we get to the counter, we're committing a crime. I do, yeah, I do find that weird. It's like, you don't yeah. own that yet. You don't it's own it. You haven't yet. paid for yeah. it. Yeah. The, the transaction hasn't been made, but yeah. you're quite happily going about the business. And, of, and plus you look stupid at the end because it looks like you're buying garbage. <laughs> Right. Well, that, that's the other thing. That I was for feel... this cherry ripe wrapper. It's top dollar. That's the other thing I would find. Yeah, you'd find it weird because you're not you're paying for something that you've you've done. It's gone. It's not. You know what I mean? You're not taking anything out of there with you. Yeah. You know? sure. Yeah. It's, it's not a restaurant, and yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like my girlfriend doing it, me arguing at the till with her, going, what "I'm not paying about? for that garbage." What was that about? Hey, you argue at the till. Oh no, no, no. You yeah. made her pay for a quarter of yeah. the garbage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll pay for my mum and dad's garbage, but I'm not paying for yours. <laughs> Uh, here's another little one from during the week. We've Far talked away. on this show before about how I reckon uh, quoting slash referencing Austin Powers uh, is going to come back into vogue any day now. I'm very and I'm trying to get in. Very... I'm trying to get in on the ground level. I'm no. not saying I want it to happen. I'm saying no. It's you do happen. want it to happen. I want it to happen, but I think it is going to happen whether I want it to or not. So I may as well be on the ground floor of it. So uh, my girlfriend has just started a new job, and she's working with this guy who is an Asian guy who DJs. Under the name, and I'm not making this up, his DJ name is, because he likes disco music and he likes Austin Powers, his DJ name is Jimmy Powers, Oriental Man of Mystery. (laughs) Which I just like that he's saying it because he likes, the the reason he came up with it is because he likes disco music. Austin Powers is like pre, Austin Powers is the 60s. Yeah. It's like (laughs) pre-disco. So it doesn't even match up. It's flawed. I, Did you point this out to him? <laughs> I haven't met him yet, but God, I want. I want to go. Let's go see one of his gigs. No. Okay. Um, I, I do like classic the... improv from Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the block. <laughs> okay. Not even a. Time not even another. A... Yeah. Time for another ad, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the just... Carl Chandler School of Improvisation. Yeah. yeah. People going space jump. No, we're not. We're not jumping anywhere, and this isn't space. Why would I do that? I like it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still. Even... Be, I'm still being a dentist here. I'm not finished. <laughs> I'm going to finish my root canal yet. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the Oriental reference. I think that, that should be brought back because that doesn't sound... Like, because whenever The someone, Orient should be brought back. Yeah. Mm. No, but whenever someone says Asian on stage, like Asian is such a, a taboo word, people sort of 
freeze up with the word Asian, I think. But Oriental, that's fun. That's that's nice, isn't it? I think Oriental's more. Oh, is it worse? An- anti- antiquated. Right. It sounds like something my dad would say because my dad, my well, my girlfriend gets very offended, and I'm not sure. I don't know if this is offensive, but mm-hmm. my girlfriend has, um, you know, Italian roots. And right. my dad is very, uh, 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 he comes from Maryborough and he's lived there all his life right. and he lives on a farm. World's colliding here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maryborough and the Italian way of life. Yes. Now he will talk, like we'll go up and visit him and he'll start popping into conversation stuff about, um, oh, you know, it's all, it's all well and good for the Chinese. Um, now that's, I don't know. The, if, the singular. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's been a thing to say since about 1910. But, yeah, yeah. And he'll also say. It is actually 1910 in Maryborough. Yeah. As yeah, we speak. Yes. That's about where they are. But he'll say, uh, the Italians and, and the oh. Italians. Mm. And my girlfriend does not like that, that at all. But I, but I don't know if Italian is racist. That's just a mispronunciation. Is that, is that racist? Italian. I don't know if yeah. you can be offended at a mispronunciation. But think of, for it to be racist, there needs to be some malice in it. If yes. He's, if he's saying, ah, the Italians, good on the Italians, what's, what's wrong with that? If he goes, those effing Italians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, come out of here with their... Lasagna. Yeah, yeah, but not even I. Just Italian the piano yeah. accordion music. Yeah, that's just a, that's their their name with a different umlaut. Ab- it's the connotation, something. isn't it? It's yes. the connotation. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And my girl, and my girlfriend's born in Australia as well. My, what's you, she taking umbrage? Yeah, for? well, exactly. But no, but we had this conversation this morning. She goes, no, no. Um, I am Italian. I'm like you, you, you're not Italian. You were born here. Your, your dad was born here. Mm. Um, I think his, her mum may have been born there. Maybe I'm like. But you've lived here all your life. You haven't been to Italy. You're not Italian. She goes, no, but I was brought up eating a lot of pasta. And that's <laughs> well, literally what she said. More so than qualified. I, I don't think that that means you're Italian. Do P- you? P.S. That'll have... be 20 bucks for breakfast, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you actually have a girlfriend? Is this a fictional? <laughs> if this is fictional, you're building quite a backstory. Yeah, there, yeah. Haven't you? You're going to trip yourself up at some stage. <laughs> no, uh, but you've got to believe the lies. What so. I've learned about her so far <laughs> is uh, she's a cheapskate eye type and, <laughs> and uh, the story is to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> what else is going on? Well, whatever I think of this week will be added next week. So. <laughs> well, let me ask you about this. I don't think we've talked about this on the show yet. When we were in LA together, we went into one of those... Oh, you were in Edinburgh before. Yeah. Sorry, Los Angeles is sponsoring the show now, so they <laughs> we got to go for that. Um, we were in one of those like tr- you know those trendy sort of uh, secondhand t-shirt shops where they've just got like all the cool vintage tees. Mm. And Carl Chandler over here found a t-shirt and was very happy with himself that said on it in red and green lettering a white t-shirt that said "Pray for me, my wife is Italian." And you tried it on. It's good. Perhaps a little bit tight, it but was that, a bit tight. that just sort of heightened the joke. Yes, uh, yeah. and you were very, you were very happy with yourself. You were very much looking forward to getting this home. And I don't think I ever heard from you. How how did uh, your girlfriend, your eye tie girlfriend, uh, mm. is she a fan? Because I, I will also say that I've not seen you wear it since. Mm. No, well, she wears it in the bedroom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we're going to do some serious praying tonight. <laughs> I I wore, obviously I bought it as a joke, and I actually thought it. Existed as a joke without the Italian girlfriend connotations. I think yeah. it was just a funny thing, funny yeah. t-shirt to wear. But she saw me wear it and go, "No, you shouldn't wear that." And I said, "Why?" And she goes, "Well, well, th- I think the only reason you should wear it is if you did have an Italian wife. So maybe you should get married before you wear that t-shirt." And actually brought that up as an argument. We've talked about can, this last yeah, week. You can wear this as a as a shirt if you want. 
But hey, this ring, this this finger's looking a little bit naked. You like, fall for it. like I'm supposed to go. Oh well, I I was a bit marriage phobic, but if I get to wear this t-shirt at the end of it, well, come like on, it. I'm down on on both knees. Let's go for it. I like it. I was when I was in LA. Um, I was at a party. I met a guy called Johnny Vodka. Right. I mean, yeah. uh, Johnny. Oh, what do you do, Johnny? He goes, gives me his card. It goes, Johnny Vodka. Anything you want. I go, what does that mean? He goes, anything you want, mate. Anything you want. Anyway, we had a few drinks. I went home. It's three o'clock in the morning. I go, I'm going to ring Johnny Vodka. <laughs> I ring up Johnny Vodka. I go, hey, uh, go, Johnny McMillan. He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, what do you want? I said, I want a giraffe. <laughs> he goes, I'll call you back. Two hours later, I promise you, he goes, hey, mate, I've got your giraffe. It's at Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he'd rung up some zoo and I had access to, uh, this is at three in the morning. I was just, <laughs> Johnny Vodka is pretty good. So. Wow, hello, hello, Johnny. I'm at Rockpool. Uh, can you come and pay me for my girlfriend? Uh, I've got enough for mum and dad. Can you bomb threat <laughs> Rockpool for me? I love the sad differences in our two stories of being in LA. Yours is like being drunk at a party with a guy called Johnny Vodka, and ours yeah. is we went Getting to a, a T-shirt shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a novelty T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least it uh, led to you getting married, so that was good. Uh, no. Are you getting married? Why not? Um, How long have you been together? Oh, no, we're going to do this. How long uh, have you been together? Five, five years. Five years. Are you engaged? No. Well, what is five years, if you don't know enough now, oh, d- let's give a call. My, no. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. My, my girlfriend listens to this show now, and I... I, I this is not going to be good. Well, <laughs> why would you? Why, is there a if, reason why you don't want to get married? Well, if, no, tell me no, why. No, tell me why no. you don't want to get married. Do you yes, love, I have do you, to say, if, as the host of the show, I'm going to allow this. Yeah. <laughs> do you love? Do you if, love her? If Playboy Bachelor her? Mick Malloy is giving me the, the hard right, word on this stuff, she's no, going to no. be like, Mick said it. Don't deflect. Don't deflect <laughs> to Mick. Do you love her? Yes. Is she lo- is there something wrong with her? Does she, no. have, does she have a bung eye? No. Does she have, is there anything that makes her unmarriable? Why don't you marry this girl? Prove you love her. Let's do it. No, we, why we not? Propose right now on do the you, show. Do you think you can do better? Is that what you're no, doing? You're no, no, I don't. Well, what she is can wrong? do better. She can do better. Well, I hope she does. I hope she <laughs> listens to this and just goes. I like to throw my hat in the ring. Oh, there's, there's going to be serious time ed- in the editing suite this week, I believe, in the little dumb dumb club. No, none at uh, all. <laughs> please, wouldn't it be sweet? Just do it. As, as your favourite guest, what did you do for Valentine's Day? As your favourite guest, Tommy, please do me this favour. <laughs> What did you do for Valentine's, Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day, uh, we covered this on the on the show last week. We, oh, uh, I think didn't we? Didn't we? No, I don't we um we, we went to an we went to an Indian shop, an Indian restaurant. <laughs> Indian that, shop. Indian shop. That's not the right well, phrase. Did at you all, pay is for it? it, or did you get it? And I split, did. Split the bills. I did. <laughs> did, did, she, did she bring her purse? What, what happened? Well, to be fair, I, was, I bought you the card with the duck on it, so you should be paying for. Dinner. Yeah. Well, to be fair, just it was just lucky that this year Valentine's Day did uh, coincide with a Tuesday, so there was a lot of tight us uh, Tuesday <laughs> deals on. So. Took in a movie afterwards, yeah. did you? Yeah. <laughs> what a, just got some shopper dockets and, and got whatever we could. So uh, ended up at the pa- pancake parlour for a short stack. Oh, I like uh, your thinking. No. You've done well. No, it was You're a, a high roller. It was a, no, no, we'll, we'll, you know, things will, things will work themselves out. So, She's a lovely. So, so <laughs> Valentine's, Valentine's Day, your girlfriend, a little, little uh, cheap and cheerful Indian, <laughs> folks down from from the country, and it's all the way to the rock pool. You're in a world of pain. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate it when, when people point out the obvious and I haven't thought yeah. of it yet. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Carl just referred to you. What was it? Playboy bachelor Mick Malloy. What did you get up to for Valentine's Day? I, uh, well, it was interesting. I violated a restraining order. <laughs> That's right. Previous girlfriend put out on me. I 
pinch some underwear off my neighbour's clothesline. That's oh, yeah. very romantic. <laughs> Makes um, them feel wanted. No, look, it's uh, it's not on my. What is radar. happening in the love life of Mick Malloy? Look, nothing at the moment. Oh. No, it's uh, dormant. Right. It's <laughs> dormant. You know, I can't do everything at once. So at the moment, I'm concentrating on uh, my new comedy show. Yeah. And, uh, that takes up all my energy. Concentrating on Glenn and Jeff. Well, that's, yeah. why, that's why Glenn and Jeff uh, can have wives, because they that's it, cause any I'm, new material. I'm out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there chipping away at the cold face, uh, doing it for the three of us. No, there's nothing <laughs> on offer. So, um, you know, I'm still looking for that special somewhere. Well, there's plenty of international listeners. Maybe you could have... Uh... I'm thinking of your girlfriend at the moment. Ah. Oh, but someone has to... <laughs> We'll just throw my hat in the ring. Maybe yeah. is our Japanese listener? Is it a female? It's a ma- oh, oh no, I'm not sure. Because this, this could be like you know, like an Australian husband, you know, mm. like a, the reverse of a Thai bride. <laughs> yeah. could just order you and get you shipped over there. <laughs> See, that'd be a warm reception, wouldn't it? <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Terrible. All right, guys. Well, that does bring us to the end of the Little Dum Dum Club for thank another you. week. We want to thank Mick Malloy very uh, much for joining yes. us. It's been a pleasure. I'd like to have a listen to this. It'll be like listening to a black box recording, I reckon. <laughs> Can I listen to this? I'll need a pod. Yeah, yeah. I'll need a pod. You can't download this under your sundial. So how, how do I listen to this? What uh, I iTunes. You just uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> iTunes, you get it on. Uh, yeah. What do I listen to that on? Uh, uh, a phone. Or a computer. I like yeah. that now we're advertising our own show on the <laughs> to show. <our> <laughs> <laughs> to, our, to our junior guest, I have to say. The, the senior guest is explaining it to the junior guest. Um, yeah, iTunes. Um, right. Your brother will explain too. Uh, go check out uh, Mick Malloy, Glenn Robbins and Jen, Jeff Stilson in Adelaide yes. starting on the 3rd of March. Uh, thanks very much for listening. We've got T-shirts, littledumdumclub at gmail.com. If you want one, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at dumdumclub. We've got we've tickets. We've got, got the live shows on sale for the Comedy Festival. Come see us. Thanks very much for listening, and we will see you next time. See See you, mates. mates.